This podcast is produced by BoulderCast Weather. We're a local team of meteorologists that provide weather analysis and prediction, as well as cutting-edge forecast services and graphics specific to Colorado's front range. Find more on our website, bouldercast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at BoulderCast. Opinions expressed in this podcast are reflective of the hosts only and do not represent the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the National Weather Service, L3 Harris Geospatial Solutions, or the United States Air Force. BoulderCast, a bolder take on weather. To the Bouldercast podcast. This is Andy. We have Ben and Matt. Hey guys. Hey Andy. Hey How's it going, to? Andy? How's it going, Ben? Excellent. It's going well. Going well. Very well. Yeah, it was another another great week. Pandemic exploding across the country. Fairly boring weather. What the else more can you ask for? Yeah, the election's <laughs> finally winding down. We think. Well, I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know what happened this week. Well, I think the official results are in. Well, unofficial, official. Like all the all all the votes have been counted one time around, but mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> so take that as for good what you can is. hope for. As <laughs> good as you can hope for. That's right. Well, I did see that Andy had some flooding, some cars getting washed away, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, we had a slow-moving cold front tied to the moisture from Ada. So it wasn't a direct impact from Ada, but we had a moisture that was tropical that mm-hmm. Ada was bringing northward. And typical pattern where you see a cold front just kind of stall out and you have basically parallel wind along the front. And uh, yeah, anywhere from 3 to 12 inches of rain occurred over 48 hours. Is that for the entire state or just like the middle of the state? Central part of the state. Um yeah, it was, I mean, I wouldn't say 12 inches was like the norm, but there was like a narrow kind of swath from southwest to northeast that saw the heaviest amounts, like 8 to 12 inches. But most areas got 3 to 6. Well, I feel like that kind of setup where there's a like a tropical cyclone in the southeast and then some type of cold front that makes the, you know, everything coming together happens in the southeast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there could be this kind of, Interesting interaction where the front is kind of stopping the the hurricane and that tropical moisture keeps surging and everything kind of comes together and yeah. ends up causing this localized flooding. Yeah, it's almost like a giant convergent convergence zone. <laughs> yeah, and there's <laughs> and there's really nothing to allow for that front to propagate because the jets way to the north, so it's kind of just like a stalled front producing mm-hmm. constant convergence. Yeah, exactly. So. Hundreds of roads were closed, I believe, at least some parts of the roads, and uh, mm-hmm. things have improved, but definitely lingering flooding, at least for the next couple of days. Was it flash flooding or aerial flooding? It was a little bit of both. A lot of it was flash flooding to begin with, and now all the creeks and streams have flowed into the major rivers and flooded those, and now everything's going downstream, which in North Carolina goes from west to east, so just because of the way the elevation is oriented higher mm-hmm. elevation to the west closer to the appalachians and then get onto the coastal plain where it's maybe 100 feet above sea level so wow. certainly wouldn't certainly wouldn't see this in colorado i mean we had the 2013 flood 
but I would say we've we've had flooding like at least two or three times since I've been here. <laughs> I feel like I hear a lot about major flooding events in the Carolinas. I remember I remember when I think maybe all three of us were still in grad school at this time, but there was a huge flood that occurred. Not not due maybe it was due to a tropical cyclone, but it wasn't the tropical cyclone itself causing the flood event, but it 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 caused like 30 inches of rain to fall in portions of South Carolina and but but yet the the tropical cyclone itself was you know moving over a different section of the of uh of the Atlantic coast maybe North Carolina I can't remember exactly but it was it was really interesting but it seems like Carolinas just always get it looks looks true to me um I'm kind of <laughs> learning learning the learning the climate of the area that's for sure but uh yeah yeah all those nuances you're going to look out for and get excited for. Yeah. I guess, I mean, one nice thing, I mean, Colorado gets its rain, but not as much as the other parts of the country. But um, I guess what is kind of nice about listening to the rain is like when you can just kind of sit at home and like cook soup or whatever or <laughs> read a book. <laughs> right. Just not when you're working, that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are nice. I don't think we get, if we do get those type of days, in Colorado, there might be maybe one or two per year, and they're really not that great. Usually, the precip intensity is not high enough to have you know that rain sound going on for hours and hours. <laughs> Usually, it's like a mist or a fog drizzle. <laughs> yeah. So definitely appreciate it while you're there. <laughs> Speaking of Colorado, uh, are the fires gone there in uh, Colorado? There, Ben. It's been looking good after we got that snowstorm. Let's see, when was that? Man, hard, hard to remember when that last snowstorm was. Not this about, week. Uh, about a week and a half ago, ago or two weeks ago? Yeah, I think you're right. It was about two weeks ago. Um, yeah, but since then, uh, like the Cameron Peak fire and the East Troublesome fire, and even the smaller fires near Boulder, got anywhere from 6 to 20 inches of snow. Wow. Nice. So they, that really goodness. helped out. And haven't really heard much about the fires. I know the air quality has been really good. That's many good. many days I looked at the air quality index and it was just a straight zero <laughs> this week and even last week. That's great. So I think the fire, they're still concerned. The fires are smoldering a little bit, like beneath the ground, I guess. Right. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a fire expert, but I, I guess my understanding that the snow doesn't necessarily, you know, put out the fire like rain would, but it, you know, it, you know, kind of it kind of limits its expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that particular storm was a very cold storm. So even though they got maybe a foot of snow, the liquid ratios were pretty low. So it really wasn't that much moisture overall, but it seems to have helped with this the fires considerably. It's good news, definitely. Okay, it was quite a while ago. October twenty fifth and twenty sixth was the snowstorm. Yep. Wow. That quelled the fires. It's been that long since I had a shovel of snow, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember. The last snowstorm we had this week, uh, it only produced a couple of inches. Well, an inch or two. I didn't even bother shoveling. <laughs> but that was a fun storm, wasn't it, Andy? That was. <laughs> it's just kind of uh, materialized and targeted some areas worse than others. Has the snow started to accumulate on your north-facing lawn? Uh, yep, it's got, it still hasn't melted yet from let's see that was monday so i don't know if it'll get as bad as it did last winter (laughs) (laughs) 
where I had this huge pile of snow <laughs> that basically started in December and then didn't melt until May or April. It was like North Dakota. <laughs> I kept shoveling it into the same spot. Probably didn't help. But Well, Ben, the forecast would say that you probably won't get as much snow this year, but we'll get more into that later. <laughs> well, if, you're, if we're predicting another back-to-back record-setting year for snow in Boulder, then that'll be crazy. I don't think so, it's going to happen this year. Presumably, we have to have less than last year. But yeah, we'll get into that. Boulder's already up to 20, 22 inches. It would be start. nice. but All above average. Yeah, I just I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I Grant's early. That. I mean, we're only in the middle of November now. So, I mean, things can change. But yeah. At this point, I, I just don't see it. Yep, I have to agree. Yeah. The, the snow we've gotten so far has been relatively good fortune. Mm-hmm. Oh, including the one in September in September 7th, the earliest, or September 8th, the earliest snow ever. So that, that'll help your snow totals. <laughs> but yeah, fires are pretty much out. Everything's been going. The weather pattern has changed for... It's been active, I guess, but it hasn't really resulted in much for Colorado. Yeah. And even Arizona, I've seen there's been some southern track storms going your way, but there hasn't really been much coming coming out of those either. Maybe yeah, we, we ended up getting... Um, so we we cooled off quite a bit um, this this past weekend, and that and that continued into this entire this entire week. We were we were well into the 60s like close to even 50s for a high for a couple of those days and then and then uh and since like yesterday we've started to warm up a little bit our high today was in the mid 70s and i think our weekend as the next ridge builds we're going to be back into the well into the 80s but yeah we we had a pretty good system move in to dig into arizona and i think Flagstaff got a decent dumping of snow out of that, and even Mount Lemon down in Tucson got a few inches from that too. So starting to see some some action. It's it's a little behind schedule, but it's you know it's always welcome here. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty and, pretty dry around those parts as well with some drought. Yeah, had a lot of fires. The Bighorn Fire obviously was huge down in tucson and we had other fires that were pretty much all i mean pretty much all over the all over the place it was it was pretty sad to see back in june and then and then colorado and california took over after that but it's just nice to finally have some cooler temperatures that's for sure Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's been really chilly in boulder it was i don't know i don't think we've got to 60 in quite a while definitely not this week Maybe last weekend, but I don't even, I'm not sure. Been below normal. It's kind of up and kind of up and down here where we had. Didn't think I'd see mid 70s dew plants in November. <laughs> <laughs> you will if there's a hurricane <laughs> a day or so ago. But we are, we're teetering on the chance for some frost and our first freeze early, uh, middle of next week. Okay. So we keep jumping in and out. I'm sure you guys no. know the. I'm sure you guys know the pattern, the cold air damming pattern. So, yep. Whenever we get that kind of pattern, like get the northeast winds, and uh, it shows up on the surface analysis, but also we tend to get fog development a couple of days after. 
just uh, as the return flow kind of brings in moisture from the uh, Atlantic. So that's kind of what we what we've been in, except for these occasional cold fronts that dump a lot of rain. Well, it looked like Colorado was getting some mountain snow. We got a lot last week. I know I saw Wolf Creek reported something like thirty inches. Wow! But but wow. you know what? You know how Wolf Creek is. Yep. They report they report a lot of snow. They do. <laughs> Whether it's truly there or not, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> what about Steamboat? Uh, Steamboat had a good good week. I think a couple of days ago, I looked on their snow snow cam, and they had about eight or ten French fresh inches, and they'll probably get another five to eight tonight. So, yeah. anyway, not many resorts are open. I did see like a few open this week. Yeah, um, they didn't want to in order to avoid like the mass like rush. I guess. Yeah, they just randomly opened. <laughs> did you see that? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I think... just like we're open. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So, and so the. Uh... The ski resorts, the ones that are associated with Vail resorts, are mm. are uh, they have a reservation system in play where you, for the season pass holders, they can they can reserve up to seven days during the year, and uh, and it's any seven days at any of their season pass resorts. So I went ahead and did that for for six of the days when I. When I'll be in Colorado in late January, early February. You have a season pass. I do. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good deal for the military. Okay, so that'll be good. You get to go when you're visiting, I guess. Yeah, unless you know, unless the pandemic has other plans. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for it's tough for a ski season with just the way you have to get the tickets and like I don't know, a lot of places are doing the lotteries. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I tend to avoid stuff like that where you have to enter a lottery and go through all this craziness to even do it. So <laughs> I would not be skiing this year if I skied. It's yeah, I, I see pros and cons to it because like, yeah, it's you know, there there's a lot of ifs, but at the same time, if you have a guaranteed day, then and and you know they're going to be open, which you don't. But if they are, then you know it's not going to be very busy because they want to socially distance the mountain. That's true. Yeah. But if you're not a season pass holder, right, you can't do that. Right, exactly. But that's true, though. Most people probably have season passes. And if you go, the traffic won't be that bad. Yeah. Because all the resorts are doing the same thing. It's mm-hmm. another <laughs> plus. Well, maybe it'll be a great trip in December, or January when you come. Yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 wait and see, I guess. Or I'll just have to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to talk about the uh, upcoming week's weather and its connection yeah. to La Nina. Sure. Absolutely. Pretty much more of the same of what we've seen this past week. Kind of just some northwest flow and some weaker storm systems moving moving along in that flow. And we'll have the potential for some gusty uh downslope winds on the on the plains yep should be it's a pretty uh pretty uh interesting system that's that's moving in you have you have a you have a northwest flow set up over over the western conus and with with that you have like an embedded short wave that's going to produce a, pr- a rather intense pva nva couplet 
and that's projected to move over the Colorado Front Range tomorrow. Well, tonight into tomorrow and produce some pretty intense winds that are going to mix down to the surface. And so we're talking about 50 knots, which is in some places, which is 55 to 65 miles per hour. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's going to be, winds are going to be blowing pretty good pretty much everywhere across the front range and then out over the Eastern plains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the scale of that wind event all the way from Montana into New Mexico is just huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not, it's not all the same exact forcing in all the different areas, but just, that's just quite a stretch there, you know, over a thousand miles of consecutive wind, wind warnings. Right. Yeah. Almost from border to border. Yeah. These type of wind events probably happen a couple times a winter, maybe more frequently during La Nina winters and less frequently during El Nino's and neutral type of winters. Right. And I feel like this is kind of a, this is like a classic La Nina pattern Mm -hmm. where you have like, you have, you have the jet dipping down associated with North Northwest flow into, into the Rockies. And so you, I mean, I don't know, Ben, I don't know if you're seeing this outside your window when you look towards the mountains, but I imagine you probably have some, you probably have clouds hovering over the front range and then they end as they, as they reach the, uh, the Eastern plains and your neck of the woods as the, Mm -hmm. as the elevation flattens out. Yeah. I didn't actually go outside today, so I don't know. (laughs) 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 Other than to get my mail once, but that was about it. So I don't know. But you're right. It though with that, I think the snow is probably getting starting to get going in the mountains, and it was there wasn't a cloud in the sky though. I can tell you that. Yeah. So maybe maybe that here. pattern will start tonight into tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's already over the mountains. But nothing over here. But yeah, it's it's an impressive pattern. You know, just to have that degree of winds mixing down to the surface. Good news for the. Good news for the mountains is that some of the high-resolution models are also showing quite a bit of snow starting late, starting, you know, going through the weekend, but especially early, early, early in the weekend with some areas seeing, you know, over a foot of snow. It's just what you want to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good for good for the drought and good for any lingering uh, smoldering fire. Yeah, definitely. And I think and I think, again, this the, this northwest flow is good for Colorado because it's kind of a, I mean, if you're able to avoid the Cascades and if you're able to avoid the Wasatch Mountains and kind of sneak in between those two ranges, then that kind of maximizes the moisture potential for the Colorado Rockies as that Northwest flow makes its way into the Rockies. So definitely a welcome sight to, to see this kind of flow pattern occur. That's true. So we're, so we're uh, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to pull up the snow accumulations on my computer, but they're not cooperating. But yeah, I, I can imagine that you'll probably see some pretty heavy snowfall totals in some in some portions of the Rocky Mountains. Hope, hopefully, more than what's forecasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you believe one of the uh, high resolution AM models, it has you know we usually say steamboat is favored in these northwest flow events, just because the way the, just the way the terrain is oriented there, and they mm-hmm. have Forecast of 12 to 15 inches uh, uh, just to the east of Steamboat. Looking good. Looking good. <laughs> Steamboat Mountain. <laughs> what we want to see. That would be uh, exceptional. 
No, the bad thing about Northwest Flow, though, is it kind of starves out the San Juans. Yes. Just because of their orientation, they're kind of long and skinny, and they're oriented uh, in that perpendicular direction, or sorry, not parallel direction to the uh, Northwest Flow. So the San Juans did pretty well last week when we had some an interesting uh, south, kind of a Southwest Flow system. That's when Wolf Creek got those 30 inches. I think Telluride got close to a foot in Crested Butte. Yeah, Northwest Flow, you know, it's good to have uh, alternating wind directions, I guess, to spread out the snow. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to you don't want to mm-hmm. have the same pattern over and over and over again like like we did this past summer. Yeah, the last few winters have not been great in the San Juans, Southern Colorado, and the San Grays. Well, the northern northern part of the state and the central part of the state have done okay the last few winters. But right now, pretty much the whole state's in a severe drought, so any snow yeah. anywhere is good news. Yeah, and and the front range is, anytime you get this flow pattern, it's there's definitely no guarantee that there's going to be any snow coming for any of them because of that kind of that precipitation shadow effect. Yep, that's an excellent point. Just because the mountains are getting a lot of snow, we don't really expect much in the Boulder and Denver area, unless there's this, you know, the situation arises where we something forms and we get some upslope. Yep. But classic La Nina pattern doesn't really do that, or it doesn't do it for very long. If it yeah. ever happens. Right. So if I were if I were to guess, it's I'm not too optimistic about a lot of snow for the for the Front Range cities, including Boulder. But then again, it's early, and Boulder's already gotten a decent amount of snow. So, um, you know, sometimes sometimes the rules were meant to be broken. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a dry... I mean, we're moving into the heart of winter. You know, we're, what, six weeks from the solstice? And, you know, this is the driest time of year. So if we don't get that much snow in the next month or two, it's not a big concern. We need to really... Yeah. See, see things start to change. I guess we'll see what's going on with La Nina by the time we get to February and March yep. and April. Right. Mm-hmm. We sh- should be uh, coming out of La Nina. Have you guys looked at the, the forecast for La Nina, in the intensity forecasts? Have not. I know it was, they were looking at it going possibly above 1.5 on the Oni index. Oh, wow. That would be a strong La Nina then. Yeah, so like crossing that stress threshold into a strong La Nina, which we haven't really had in in, quite, in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't recall the last strong La Nina we had. I got you covered. Um, man, it's been a while. Yeah, since two thousand and ten, exactly ten years wow. ago, we had a we had a strong La Nina. Wow. And then previously in two thousand seven. So it's been about a decade since we potentially could have this strong of a, a La Nina. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know what the forecast, if they're still thinking that. That was a little bit, that was a few weeks ago I looked. Yeah, it's kind of iffy now, it looks like. I remember that, that year pretty well because that's when we, Ben and I moved to Colorado. But uh, I had a yeah. conference in uh, Aspen in October mm-hmm. that year. And it was supposed okay. to snow like towards the latter half of the conference. So they... I think they ended slightly earlier, like a day earlier, to allow people to drive back home. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to stay through to see the snow, and so uh, end up like pouring snow and everything. And uh, you know, I I managed it back up, managed to get back okay. But I seventy was kind of you know crazy. 
And that was kind of your typical Northwest flow, that particular storm. Yeah. I remember you freaking, you know, had all those pictures of the snow and then in Boulder there was nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And that, I remember that year I was, I made a lot of time-lapse videos of wave clouds. Oh, yeah, that's right. That winter. Yes. That was an exceptional winter for, like, Northwest flow and just the perfect wave clouds. So, we'll see what happens. Looks like yeah. one thing's going to be sticking around at least through the spring and into early summer. Right. Well, if you guys remember, mm-hmm. um, in 2011, which it still looks like that La Nina was you know, had a pretty good stronghold over the country and, you know, over the Pacific Mm -hmm. during that time. It looks that that was, that was the year we had the, the super tornado outbreak on in April of 2011. And then we also had the Joplin tornado and I think maybe a couple other major tornadoes that, that formed during that. So that's going to be something that, the the planes and also the the um, Dixie Alley will be keeping a close eye on once we get into the the late winter, early spring, and into the summer season once severe weather begins. That's a good point. So that's obviously not on the radar right now, but something to keep an eye on as we move forward. So I'll be I'll be a little concerned about that. Not gonna lie. No, well, it sounds like. We're going to have to all drive up and meet in Oklahoma. Andy drives over. You drive up. That's we'll right. Oklahoma, do some chasing. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably just get hail. <laughs> 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 we'll miss all the tornadoes. <laughs> hey, but just just like we did that one time, we'll probably experience baseballs. Yeah. I've already seen baseball hail and throwing it around. We need this. I want to see softballs. <laughs> I want to see grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a dream. Well, in any case, should have to worry about severe weather in Colorado until we get into May. Right. I don't know if we even. I don't even remember the last time I heard a, a bolt of thunder or a rumble of thunder. It's been. A, it's quite a while since we've even had lightning. Mostly because the temper was extremely dry, and that would have been like our last chance at. Any thunderstorms. And all we have was a snowstorm in September. So (laughs) So, anything else you want to talk about? Well, got a pretty, I mean, even even into November, we have a pretty active tropical season still going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thing to talk about. We have have tropical storm Theta that's located way out in the east, the northeastern Atlantic, um, moving... Heard of. East at nine knots or ten miles per hour, and it's weak. Yes. Headed uh, towards Portugal, looks possibly. Like. Maybe if it makes that turn like they're forecasting and stays together. Yeah, it could. I mm-hmm. mean, they they also have it projected to become post tropical at that point, but, mm-hmm. or like extra tropical, I guess you could say. That's true. So, but the more but the more interesting storm is tropical storm iota which is currently weak but is according to the national hurricane center projected to be a major hurricane by 1 p.m on monday per their latest advisory it's crazy 
Yeah, so still having major hurricanes, and we're in mid-November. And we are, man, we're almost halfway through the Greek alphabet now. <laughs> I don't even, I didn't actually know about IOTA. <laughs> I didn't, you know, in meteorology, we use all kinds of Greek letters for our, you know, different equations and things like that. But I don't remember anything using IOTA. No, this is got to be the first. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, theta is really common in math. Like, eta is pretty common in meteorology. Yeah. For vorticity and zeta. Yeah, so anyways. <laughs> yeah, how far are we going to go? I was just looking at the other hyperactive hurricane season, 2005, and there was still four more storms that formed after this date. Right. Four named storms like, that formed after this date. So we could potentially have another four. I think like there were a couple that happened in January even. Yeah, one formed on like New Year's Eve and then continued into January. And that was Zeta. Wow. Tropical Storm Zeta. This year's crazy. We're in uncharted territory. Yeah, how many more Greek letters do we have left? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I, I was in a fraternity, so... <laughs> Yeah, was your fraternity um, a hurricane yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Mu, New, Zio, Omicron, Phi, Rho, Sigma, Ta, Upsilon, Phi, Chi, Psi, Oma. Okay, we have a little ways to go. I always like Mu, the letter. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a hurricane Mu, I'm, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> is, that uh, the, is that the letter where it's like a, that long extended mm -hmm. line to make the U? Or is that a different one? Yeah, it's like the micron symbol. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, that's right. It's a fun Micrometer. one to draw. It's a fun to draw with your hands. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I like all the Greek letters for the most part. They're fun to draw. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm curious to see how well the National Hurricane Center and um, Colorado State University's um, hurricane forecast verified this year. I'm going to guess that they both under-forecasted the number of storms. Mm. Oh, you don't have to guess that. <laughs> I'm going to guess they also did that. Yeah. I mean, guess they, they low-balled it by a lot. I mean, initially they predicted slightly above average, and then they updated it, I think, in August. Or was that July? I forget. Then they said it's going to be much above average. So... They were trending in the right direction. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job overall. Mm -hmm. I think the moment they saw La Nina was forming, they they began to uh, you know they began to realize that this was probably going to be a well above average year. Yep, they knew. Yep, they sure did. Guess we'll see how many more we get. I mean, the fact that we have two right now on November thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is Friday the thirteenth, isn't it? Ooh, oh, great! <laughs> it's our second Friday the thirteenth of the year. Hope There's you one, uh, one hope you kept all your Halloween decorations out for another couple weeks. <laughs> I didn't. I don't, I, I don't have any actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ate all my trick or treater candy before the trick or treaters came. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> I just, <laughs> they started selling it in September, which is when I bought it. And there's, I, the candy couldn't last for a whole month and a, over a month. <laughs> it is gone. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Ben. You can always buy more Halloween candy post-Halloween for a discounted price. That's true. So there's always more. They do jack up the price <laughs> before Thanksgiving. Or, sorry, uh, Halloween. They Just because it's orange, it costs extra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What kind of candy did you get? No, oh, I got Reese's and gummy bears. Nothing crazy. Were they, were they all orange gummy bears and black gummy bears? <laughs> uh, they were actually like gummy witches and <laughs> goblins. I don't know what they were, but <laughs> they were uh, the Reese's were like green. I don't know. They're supposed to be like some Frankenstein thing. I don't know. Would not recommend. They sound pretty cool. They're, they taste the same. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> are, you, are you getting excited for the Reese's Christmas trees? <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're not as good as the eggs, but I'll take the trees. They have a good, have a good volume to service area ratio. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I mean, like, I guess it started several years ago where the, the, uh, the uh, snack bags have shrunk, but it seems like they're shrinking even more. Like, I think the, the Lay's potato chip bags now are like seven ounces. I think they were 10 ounces, I thought. Mm, yep, that's the same <laughs> thing that always gets you. Even with the candy, too, like the Snickers, you can't get the real good size like in a, in a clump of bag. You know, mm-hmm. It has to be the, the fun size, which is barely the length of your finger. <laughs> good news is it's now not 500 calories. <laughs> 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 The good news, the bad news, it barely is even worth eating because it's so small. It's like I go down the snack aisle. I'm like, hmm, do I want to pay three bucks for a small bag of chips? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the bag of chips I get is nine ounces. Those are just the kettle chips. But I don't know. We got down this tangent of unhealthy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we can thank the trigger chips. I actually thought trick or treating was going to be banned because of the, you know, the pandemic. But I guess not. You guys have any Thanksgiving plans? Um, it's about less than two weeks away. Well, we probably won't podcast before then. That's true. Um, not really. I mean, I have a fellow CU Boulder alum that's going to be coming down to visit in a week. So, um. So we'll we'll be hanging out the weekend before Thanksgiving. Nice. And then, uh, and then but for Thanksgiving, however, uh, no real plans going on. Um, Shannon has to has to work during it, so so uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll probably be low key here. I guess that's the downside of being in the medical field. Yeah, mm-hmm. people still get sick on sick on Thanksgiving and need their health care. That's right. Yeah. But we thank you, Shannon. Yep. That's right. (laughs) I, I, uh, I, I've lucked out. Um, my base, so my base, um, it's a, it's a training base. So our, uh, our, our fighter jets are, do not, do not operate on holidays. So, um, so I'll, I'll end up getting Thanksgiving and Black Friday off. So it's worked out pretty well. Sweet. I was taking it easy for the holiday. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, but it's uh, yeah. 
So so that so it kind of we kind of luck out there. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, I know. Andy has to work. I think you working, Andy? He's scheduled to do a <clears throat> a day shift. So actually, I'm scheduled. I think for eight days straight. I think for a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So I think a friend of mine invited me over her house for Thanksgiving after I get off work. But we'll have to see what she thinks with the rising yeah. rising pandemic numbers. Understandable. So, do you, is anyone at the at the National Weather Service gonna bring like a small turkey into the office? <laughs> That's a good question. I'll have to bring that up next time I go in. Uh, my guess would be maybe not, but during one of the hurricanes, someone made chicken wings. So, uh, I guess it could be possible. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, great. yeah. I guess I guess these days with all the different you know things that you can cook with. I mean, you have Instapots now, which are, you know, a, a thing of beauty. So, yeah, you can you can basically cook anything in the in, in Instapots in like a fraction of the time that you cook those same things in the oven, and they come out delicious. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. yeah I've been thinking about getting one of this. Yeah. They're everyone great. Everyone keeps, keeps talking them up, but everyone was talking up Crock-Pots like 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> now nobody uses their Crock-Pot. <laughs> I, I use mine during Thanksgiving, pepper. and that's about it. <laughs> when do we ever? When does anyone ever buy anything that takes longer? Like, why would you want to slow cook it? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> you want to buy the slow car? No. <laughs> well, because I guess the meats are more tender when it's slow cooked. It's true. Yeah, I guess it depends. I think it. I don't know. Yeah. I remember the story that one of our friends told us where he tried to use his slow cooker and I think he put it on high instead of on low temperature. Oh, no. And he's obviously not a good cook, but he left it on like overnight and I think it burned or something like that. <laughs> I remember that story. It's like, it's like, yeah. How could you, you get that wrong? High, on, high, high setting on a slow cooker is dangerous. <laughs> you can't put anything on high for more than like a couple of hours. Or it's gone. It's going to be melted into the side <laughs> of ceramic. <laughs> what? How about you, Ben? You got any plans? Oh, I'm actually going to go out of town and uh, go see my parents. So that'll be fun. That'll be nice. How long are you going to be gone? Oh, like a month. So I'll be basically quarantining in the wilderness of Pennsylvania. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> not, not seeing anyone. So I'll be bunkered down. But should be quiet and relaxing i don't know the time of year between thanksgiving and like new year's is kind of just lost nothing ever gets done yeah you know it is everybody's out of the office and even the people in the office are hung over on turkey (laughs) 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 or candy i don't know (laughs) so that'll be exciting we'll have to get a podcast podcast in when you're in the east coast time zone (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know we could have some representation in the same time zone <laughs> as Andy. I don't know. I don't know. My folks don't have very good internet, so I probably won't be able to unless I go to somewhere else. But maybe. Then I can't believe you're going to leave me alone in mountain time. <sighs> yep, you get mountain standard time to yourself. That's right. I'm still uh, having. I mean, it's been what since. Oh, has it only been one week since uh, Daylight Savings? Or has it been two? 
Man, everything runs together. I don't know. I think it's been two, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm still having. I'm still uh, forgetting to subtract seven from the models. Yeah, from all the model run <laughs> instead of six. It's so much easier when when it's six. It is. You know? It's like a it's an even number, and it's just so much better. Yeah, like it's an eighteen Z model. That's noon. That's six hours earlier in Colorado, but now it's seven hours earlier. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I appreciate the daylight time a little bit more i can't imagine people that are always on weird time zones you know like eastern time four and five <laughs> right <laughs> or, or indian uh indian standard time it's like plus five and a half and <laughs> plus six and a half <laughs> whatever it is their half time zone or or china i guess where they have one time zone for the whole country oh yeah that just doesn't <laughs> seem right it's beijing time what do you want <laughs> my way or the highway yeah, that's right. Well, I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about. I guess we'll be out, we'll be out for a while on holidays and maybe back in December. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep, that sounds good. Unless there's some kind of crazy snowstorm or something, then we can probably round round the crew up and talk about yeah. it. <laughs> but Most definitely. I don't see anything in the next week or so. Yeah, it's like it's looking pretty benign down here and pretty much across the western u.s at least for the next week yeah it's a, it looks a little interesting next weekend um you know in the seven to ten time frame but yeah case, but who knows what's going to happen looks like more of the same kind of fluctuating temperatures and northwest flow maybe some southwest flow mixed in nothing too exciting though so right. probably be back in december for our next podcast yeah then i guess if hope you guys have a good holiday and yeah we'll be uh yeah absolutely sounds good hope all the listeners also have a great thanksgiving and holiday as well and we'll catch you guys next time all right guys well uh y'all take care take it easy